Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're not creative enough, we're not positive enough. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. We'll go on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back. There's every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. Welcome to Dream of Our Lives, a new World Cup 2022 mini-series that will be taking a sideways and not very analytical look at the games from arguably the most controversial World Cup yet. This week we will be debating, discussing and debarking the first knockout rounds from the 2022 World Cup. And boy, did it throw up some tasty results. Bono becomes a hero for the first time since Live Aid in 1985. The Netherlands finally realised they can actually play football. And it was a good week for the Portuguese speaking too, as Brazil leave Son looking for a new career and Portugal spank the Swiss without Ronaldo. Are Croatia the most hated international team in recent years after they beat fan favourites Japan? Although, to be fair, they only discovered penalties last week. We say good day to the Aussies and a nervy England go all Allardyce ball by hitting it long to the get past Senegal. But joining us this week to give their analysis and predictions for the quarterfinals is a pod fan favourite returning for what I believe is his hat-trick ball. He talks kits, he talks shit, and everything in between. It's Aaron, otherwise known as Double A. How are we doing? I'm good, boys. Nice to be back. It's been a, it's been a little minute, but no, it's uh, always nice to be 
I like to say we're unwelcome, but that uh, <laughs> otherwise, doesn't it? I had to throw in a bit of a careful. Give her one, take it with the other. But no, it's, it's good to see you both. It's been, like I say, it's been a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate cool. it, man. And uh, Harry's here as well, of course. Are we of course. But, in, enjoying the World Cup, champs? Oh, very much so. I'd say so, yeah. It, it was weird today, uh, mm. obviously it's been on a Wednesday. There was no no games. It was horrible. I've been able to take my iPad into work, watch all all the games in work, and then today there was nothing. I had to actually speak to my colleagues. I can't believe it. It was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was saying, I was saying to Harry earlier on of like how quickly you get used to there, there being four games a day. And then it went from the groups when when the group stages finished and it only went to two games a day. I was like, well, what the fuck yeah. am I meant to do at ten o'clock in the morning now? I got really angry. Yeah. And then <laughs> today there's been none. You kind of realise how spoiled for choice you kind of are. Oh, for sure. Um. But yeah, but Aaron, as we might know from previous times, you kind of rep Brazil quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 yeah. You, got, you got a kit in the background, and you're wearing the home kit from uh, this this season as well. So, what's the story there? Explain to the people. I've, so I, I almost I almost got the shirt for the reason why I support Brazil. Um, it's a '94 shirt. So the '94 is the first World Cup I, I really remember. Um, I, sh- I should remember that. Ni- I'm, I'm a little bit older, so nineteen ninety. I don't remember it at all. Like I was, I was young, but it's just not something that's ever in my, in my memory. Um, ninety four, like I say, it was the first World Cup I, I proper remember. So, you know, other than just watching regular football, the World Cup's something different. It's a bit special. It's you know, it's a what we call a celebration of cultures, of people, of teams, and you know, you're lost in this bubble for four weeks. And yeah, obviously Brazil won '94. It wasn't the greatest final, but I think I was, you know, they won me over with those yellow shirts and the celebrations, Romario, Bebeto, uh, and from there, I've just, I've just always kind of just, just loved Brazil, and it, it goes for you know Ronaldo in '98, and and I kind of, I fell out of love with England. Uh, you know, '98 is a reason for that, obviously, with they, being a massive United fan like yourself. Although you know, obviously Beckham being sort of public enemy number one after that and the treatment he received over, you know, what was a, uh, never, never a red card. And I, and I never kind of supported England again after that. I remember I, I was, people used to buy me England shirts for birthdays and stuff. And I'd like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> and I'd only ever wear it when I was, when I was kind of around them. So I've always, I've just always loved Brazil and it, it, it goes even further now. Like, I mean, I'm just, obsessed I, I did my spotify raps the other day and samba was like the fourth really listen to so, i'm really like really getting into the culture and the people sergio mendes 100 oh yeah and uh masquinada yeah mate all of it and you know even looking into to learning the language it, it's kind of evolved even more as i've got older but yeah that, that's the reason really 94 was that world cup that that kind of Sparks the love for the Celestial, as it as yeah, fair enough. Yeah, my friend of mine lived in Brazil, he was teaching over there, funnily enough. And he, yeah, I think he lived in Sao Paulo, but absolutely loved it. Um, well, if I ever win the lottery, Aaron, I'll be uh sending you a sending you a flight over. <laughs> that, that's very kind of you to do, mate. One way ticket. <laughs> I mean, my girlfriend won't be happy on my daughter, but yeah, that's fine, mate. Yeah, fair, fair, enough. fair enough. But how are, you, how are you enjoying this World Cup in general? Um, Obviously, it had its controversies, but I think football terms, it's been quite, yeah. it's been quite good. Yeah, and, and, and that should never be forgotten. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, all that surrounds it. But you know, being selfish, I just want to watch football. That's that's the main reason for the World Cup. 
And I can kind of separate the two. When the football starts, I, I can I can leave all that behind. It's not kind of my judgment and, and stuff like that. I've I've enjoyed it. I think there's been some terrible games. I think I was having a conversation with my stepdad and he was saying the shooting has been terrible. And I think it's, it's, it's been entertaining though. Like I said, I think the, the fact, and I, I'm not predicting it, but I thought it may happen is the underdogs really don't give a shit about, about the big boys at all. Like they're not, you know, you even saw in the Iran game against England, they had the moments, uh, you know, they, 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 they got battered, but they had the moments. They weren't afraid to attack England. And, mm. you know, you look at, I get it, Brazil, at South Korea the other night, and you'd think Brazil were just picking them off at will at one point. They were playing three at the back, but he was getting picked off at will and wasn't changing it because he still thought that they had enough to trouble Brazil further up the pitch. And, I think the only team that are kind of managing it in a tournament kind of way is probably England. I think Southgate, you know, he gets slated for it, but he's being a lot pragmatic. He's managing it in tournament football style that we're used to in World Cups. And, you know, I think the only team not to lose um, so far. And they've not had a yellow card, I believe, as well, I think. Um, So he's doing something that's that's obviously working. Obviously, they've got a, a massive challenge coming up, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But overall, I think it's been really good. And I think it's been a, a World Cup of the underdogs. And, you know, there's certain teams you look out for now, even more more so than you probably did at the start of the tournament. But, yeah, I mean, it probably won't go down as, uh, uh, you know, well, not up until now, uh, a sort of historic or amazing World Cup that we've had in previous years. But, you know, despite all, all the issues, it's definitely, it's definitely been entertaining and I think as football fans that's that's all we want really isn't it I guess yeah I couldn't say it better myself I, I agree I mean Harry we've discussed it before about Southgate as well I don't understand the criticism like I think if you're like, I I said to Harry off air a minute ago I, I prefer international football and one of these weirdos kind of over the Premier League especially if it's a World Cup or, or a European Championship so I just love the, yeah. the kind of history I'm nerdy about the kind of stats top goal scorers that kind of stuff and we're all a similar age and like, yeah, 98 was the first World Cup I remember and England, it was just, the standard was quarterfinal every time. Yeah. And yeah. having that fucking three or four tournaments in a row, maybe even five or six and you just kind of like to get anything above that after year 96, I do kind of, it's a, it's a bit of a blip in my mind. Yeah. I just, I can't fathom like how people can disrespect Southgate. I understand that he's not going to be playing fucking Pep Guardiola style tip attacker, but you know. But that's probably what it is because, you know, you would say, you know, as a looking at outside or well, from the outside, I say it from the outside, like I live in bloody Brazil, but I, <laughs> I, live, I live in England. But knowing all the players, like you've probably got the best generation of footballers since, you know, you think the 2002 to 2006 lot, I would say. Yeah. Be, there's even a case that they're probably even better. And, you know, when he's taking every single left back, I mean, left back at Mosley, where I live, he got a shout up for for the World Cup because he's a right back and Southgate loves his right backs. Even he was in for <laughs> So he, I think it's that. I think he he, he, he likes his favourites, which a lot of managers a lot of managers do. And you know, I think he maybe he's over reliance on certain players. You know, Maguire was getting a lot of flack about being in the squad, even though he's never let England down, they say. Um and I think it's that. I think it's why I play free at the back when you have all this attacking talent, when you've got Bellingham and you've got Foden and you've got... But then you need to look at it on, on a... Like, like 
Southgate does, like I just said, he's more pragmatic. How you can't just go and, and play Rice and then just all your attackers. It doesn't work like that. And and you will get picked off. It's tournament football, it's yeah. international football. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. But I, I just think it's down to the fact that you've got this really good generation of players that you know, you look at the last three tournaments, are up there as, as one of the best in the world. And you know, until until England wins something. I think no matter who is the manager, he's always going to get stick for not doing the right thing. And the right thing is winning. And until they do that, they're probably always going to be on a hand into nothing. But he's doing a good job. You can't deny yeah. that. He's not my, you know, for me, he's, he's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in a waistcoat. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he can't do a good job, which he's, he's proven that he is. Yeah, I think people, people tournament managers as well are different to kind of club managers. You look at like the likes of Joachim Lowe of Germany. I don't think he's never really managed in like, clubs and stuff he's won the world cup you could, be, could say the same to an extent with Didier Deschamps um and uh you know Fabio Capello was one of the greatest club managers of all time and watching him with England was absolutely <laughs> awful it was yeah. it was some of the worst football I've seen play and yeah. uh yeah look, so. look, at, look at Germany in this tournament you know Hansi Flick and yeah did a great, did a great job at Bayern he's, he's gone into the Germany job and stunk the place out you know and and they're going through a transition and I think they find they find themselves a lot where England probably were um, six, seven, eight years ago in that sort of weird transition. Mm. Um, but, you know, they've won a World Cup eight years ago, so it, it, it's probably a lot harder to take. Yeah. But with England, it, yeah, I mean, you probably... He's not an exciting person, is he, Gareth Sarkey? Let's be honest. No. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, barely get a semi thinking about him. So he's not exactly... <laughs> he's not exactly going to make you stand up and... Shout shout the house down when you see him, but you know it, it's one of them. And if England somehow win, win the World Cup, he, yeah, he'd have a lot of people to shut down. I love it if he did win the World Cup and he just went on Twitter, created a new account, and just went, I fucking told all of you, a bunch of fucking moaning bastards. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you now have to, and you now have to call me sir, so yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I love the man. But. I think it's going to be very interesting what he does after England. Because he's either going to go... No, he won't go back into management. I, I think his career goes two ways. All right, his career goes two ways. He either ends up one of these international managers that floats around managing like all these other little countries because he's got a bit of a reputation or he goes back to club football and it's anyone's guess what happens there. I reckon he'll end up in a pizza hut advert again. I'm going to... I really hope I see me a pizza hut again. That or you know mix it up and go and do dominoes. That that's probably yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, that's funny. Uh, anyway, um, Aaron, we normally ask our guests three the three same questions every week. I'm going to change them up slightly for you because we've kind of answered them already. Um, do you have a favourite England player of all time? I'm going to put a slash Brazil there. Um, favorite. I, I can do one of both. That's absolutely. I mean, Brazil is 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 quite easy. Uh, uh, you know, Ronaldo. It, it, it can't look past Uncle. that. Ronaldinho is a shout, but for me. Ronaldo, you know, it's called the phenomenon for a reason, and I just think he—he he just seems otherworldly to me. I—it's I, really strange the emotions I have when I think about him. And I watched that BBC documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was his own one, it, but it's on BBC. Um, and I watched that again, and it brought all them feelings back as a kid. And you know, in, in the '90s and stuff, at the back in the '90s, there wasn't—you know—the internet wasn't a big thing. It wasn't accessible as it is today. You couldn't just watch videos on YouTube of these players so you saw them in, in bits and fits and starts and you know little clips on 
on Eurosport or, or a little bit ch- ch- Channel 4 and stuff. And he just seemed like he was untouchable. And, and you know, you, you see that documentary in them three and a half years of injury and would he ever be the same? Comes back and wins the World Cup. He, there's just no one they like him. And if you have to pick a favourite England player of all time, mm, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Paul goals because he was treated really poorly and he, he should have been, should have had the team built around him and they didn't want to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, it's a myth as well. He, because um, many people say he left because he was forced to play out wide on the left. Yeah, but he he yeah. said in an interview recently that he didn't actually mind playing there. He actually quite liked it. So I, I think Sven said out of the three of them, he's the only one that could do it, and yeah. the other two couldn't. So that tells me that he's better than them because they're limited. Say what you want. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, do you have a, <laughs> a favourite World Cup moment of all time? Maybe from maybe before you were born. It could be from any, any period. Favourite World Cup moment. Um. We covered it. It yeah. So I mean, it's 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 my favourite because it's weird. But so '94, um, we covered it on on Folkit Rankers when we did some World Cup shirts. Um, Diana Ross. No, no, that is a great one though. That is a great <laughs> one. That should have been up there. No, it's the Fanini George goal celebration when he lifted his leg like a dog and, and pretended. To oh piss. yeah. Yeah. That I mean. Why? Why? That is weird. He even says himself, "I don't know why I did it." And it's like that's even better than like you 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 scored a goal in a World Cup, the probably the biggest moment in your career so far. What can I do that's going to signify this moment and and just show the the joy that I'm feeling at scoring this? Yeah, I'm going to pretend like I'm pissed like a dog. Okay, that's. That's fine for me. No wonder you ended up at Ipswich. No, but that's probably. <laughs> it would be funny if you went, you, went, you went full Gary Lineker, lifted his leg up and then took a well, shit. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, thank God he held himself back. Yeah. No to, yeah. We don't want to see players squatting on the pitch. Not <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Good answer as well. Yeah, the, I think was it, we had Sam, uh, Reading comedian Sam Michael was on the other week and he said, mm. I completely forgot about this. I rewatched it the other day. So when David Beckham scored against Columbia, France 98. He done a weird celebration where he started like shagging the air. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was you, weird you as well. Hit thrust. Yeah, yeah it's a bit weird. Yeah. Um. We again, we've covered this pretty extensively. Um. But there's a is there a secondary team in international tournaments you hope do well? Obviously Brazil. Is there well, Brazil, anyone Brazil else? Main, Brazil the main team. <laughs> England. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's frustrating. Not even England. No, it's not not even England. I, I, <laughs> no, just, no, within, no, with England, what it is is I want I want the United boys to do well. So Rashford scoring goals, getting back yeah. on form, absolutely made up. Maguire, meh, and then Luke Shaw doing okay and stuff like that. So yeah, I want them to do well. But overall, I, 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 it bores me when England play in the World Cup because it, you just can't move for anything. Like you're watching. You're watching Iran versus, I know it's not, Iran versus Saudi Arabia, for instance. And he's half an hour talking about England. I don't give a shit about England. At this moment in time, I don't need pieces on them, what they're doing, wiping their ass in between, you know, three <laughs> games. So I, I like Japan, just just because yeah. of the kits uh, and stuff like that. If we throw it back to kits, Japan always, you know, they have sort of like little cult heroes every now and again really wish they could take a power to be fair <laughs> yeah be oh, we'll, we'll cover it we'll cover it yeah yeah um, yeah but yeah my god yeah i think you ought to be japan or i really hope an asian team wins the world cup and i think japan or maybe south korea are kind of yeah 
probably headlining that way. I know Japan have put a lot more uh, budget into their kind of like footballing academies and stuff in recent years. Um, but we'll come on to that game. In fact, we'll come on to the first game, actually. It's going on to the round of 16. Steps past Toure, but not past Zambrotta. Given straight to Paul Scholes! What about that? What about that? Um, the first game was Netherlands 3, USA 1. Um, Netherlands finally turned up to a tournament. This is the first game where I actually thought, <laughs> you know what, they can play football. Uh, Denzel Dumfries with a goal and two assists. He looked fucking amazing, by the way. He looks yeah. like a... He's wasted it into mine. He needs to get in the Prem. Um, Daily, Daily Blind as well with a goal and an assist. Celebrates with his dad, who's on the coaching staff. And the USA, just in 60 minutes, seemed to revert 20 years. They just went back to <laughs> the USA of the 90s where the MLS, they took penalties from the halfway line and used to run up to the goal. Harry, what do you make of this? Yeah, um, watching it, I was like, oh, Ollie, Ollie's prediction of Netherlands being a dark horse might not be so crazy anymore. Um, they looked, they looked really good. Uh, but like you say, USA sort of just th- didn't seem to be the sort of team they were when they were playing in the group stage and being sort of strong, cohesive unit. It did seem like maybe the occasion was too much for them. That trying to get past that round of sixteen just was maybe just a little bit too much for them. Especially, like you say, Netherlands were. Uh, you know, they they, they, they they seem to be freed by being out of the group stage where the USA seem to have gone the other way and sort of were sort of feared being out of the group stage a little bit. Yeah, I think both of them found their level, if that makes sense. Kind of level up and level down. Um, Aaron, Cody Gappo has been linked to United quite tenuously. How do you think he's getting on in the uh, Netherlands as well? Yeah, I think until... The Portugal game, I think he was just, you know, he's always that breakout star in the World Cup, and he's always a player that comes, think of like, even go back to 2002, El Hadjjuf, and he got that move to, to Liverpool uh, and was absolutely shocking, which I love. <laughs> but he's always that breakout star, and I think, you know, Cody Gakpo, he was going into it hot anyway with PSV, and like you say, being, being linked to United uh, in the summer and, and obviously now as well. I think he's doing, I think he's doing brilliant, and he, he you know, Strangely, uh, the Netherlands always have, they always, I've always remember them having world class, amazing strikers. Number nines, they don't have that now. They're having to take Luke de Jong and Veghorst, for God's sake. I mean, that's how, <laughs> that's how, how barren they are at the moment. And Cody Gakpo is, is going in there and obviously looking, looking dangerous. I'm, I'm impressed with him. Whether that means I want him at United, I mean, he, he's, he's a player that, 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 that Ted Hag likes. And I think, you know, it's it's whether he. I don't think he can be a number nine for United, though. I think he he will be a fluid forward in what would be with Rashford and and Anthony or Sancho or something like that. But overall, I think you know Van Hal seems to be the key. They only seem to do amazing when he's he's in charge of him at at, at tournaments. You know, um, but no, I, I I I agree with you, Ollie. I think they they had dark horses. I don't think they were given much of a prayer going into the tournament and, and I've been impressed with him so far and I think that you look for the team and they have obviously Van Dijk you would say is, is a world star a, a world sure. class player and then you've got De Jong as well another world class player but it's, it's not like an England or a Brazil or a Portugal it's not they don't scream out all these world class amazing players that, that are playing for them so I, I, I'd like to see where they can go I think Leon, um, 
And then Brazil, they only got Argentina, haven't they? Uh, yeah. On Brazil, yeah. Brazil side, so we can meet them in the semis. I'd, I'd be interested to see um, how how far they can go. I think I think I put them. I put them favourites against Argentina. I think they might be at Argentina. I'm not much too impressed with them either, to be fair. Yeah, I do too. Let's move on to that game then as well. Argentina two, Australia one. Now, from the outside looking, if if you didn't, if let's say you knew football but you had no idea about this World Cup, let's say you're in a coma and you woke up and you saw the results <laughs> and you saw Argentina two, Australia one, you would have, you would still think. Fucking hell, Argentina must be really fucking shit. Because that is an awful. It's it's an Australia team that's got no star players really. Mm. Um, on paper, <laughs> it was a tight game, but it was a comfortable win for Argentina, really. Messi, the architect that in the in that particular game. Still great for Australia to get that far. As I said, you know, with uh, not not a massive talent pool there. But I'm still not convinced by Argentina. I agree with you, Aaron. I think the Netherlands should you know get, go take the take the take the fight to them somewhat. I, I in our prediction show I said the Argentina would flop but they've had a relatively easy group relatively easy draw against Australia don't think they were expecting that are, they, are we yet to see the best of them? I think we've I think we've probably seen the best of them really you know you, you look at was it the first half against Saudi Arabia they looked okay I mean we weren't to realise Saudi, Saudi Arabia were a decent team you look at the second half it was like two different games altogether and I think you know, they are relying massively on Messi now. This is literally a one-man team for me. You know, Enzo Fernandez is is a potential. He's going to be an amazing player in the future. But for right now, he's probably coming to the team and, and he's living on adrenaline. And and and, it, and I think it's proven that he didn't look too great against against Argentina. He was unlucky that the, you know that their goal deflected off him massively. And I think it was strange that. Mart- Martinez, didn't, uh, Lissandro Martinez didn't start for them uh, the other night. He come on, and luckily, you know, I think he saved him going to extra time with with that sort of last minute block. And yeah, it, it's it's an odd one, Argentina. I think they've like again, you, they've got individuals that you would look and say, "Wow, Lataro Lataro Martinez, absolutely banging them in for for Inter, probably their best player." Cut it a barn door at the moment. Uh, you know, he had a, a couple of good chances in this game. Probably should have scored, and he didn't. And you know. You, uh, I mean, they've got a Brighton midfielder who's probably the second best player in the team at the minute. And then he's, <laughs> no, no disrespect to Brighton. I mean, Brighton are a really good team. You know, they, they batter United on the regular, but it's not what you expect from an Argentina team mm. to have the second best player at the tournament coming coming from Brighton. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I've not been overly impressed. And I think, you know, the, the, they will meet and, and then sooner rather than later. I don't think they'll get to the semis. And I think Netherlands will just be too strong. I think... I no, shut up, you. I know I was talking to you. My watch. Deciding to join in the conversation. Um, no, I, I, I just don't think. I just don't think Van Hal will play it smart, and I think he'll have enough to to get them through to a semi. Yeah, I think they've got the better manager as well than the Netherlands. But it's, it's still weird seeing players like Di, Di Maria, Otamendi, like Otamendi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harry, Harry Forts. Yeah, I am um, seeing. Uh, their sort of record, Argentina's record before, obviously I, I was like, I think they could do really well. And and it's hard, it's weird saying about a team that's obviously in a quarterfinal, but you're like, oh, you, you do feel like you haven't, they haven't done as well as they should. And maybe that expectation of that sort of 36 game unbeaten, 34 game unbeaten streak, because maybe, maybe it was just too much, um, like, you know, just built up too much of a picture of them. Because as you say, when you look at the team, they're not, it very much feels like plan A is 
get messy for ball and plan B is get messy for ball. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, they are Argentina and I can just, I, I can just see them sneaking through, but I probably would think, like you say, like, especially when you're talking about uh, the managers and how Netherlands are sort of, uh, their, their sort of, um, play last week I, I can see them beating Argentina but the romantic in me wants that sort of Argentina-Brazil game you know yeah I like that I'd not to draw parallels but 86 I think the tactic was just getting it to Maradona and I think yeah true if, if, if Argentina turn up with a shirt they bought from a shop in Qatar with ironed on numbers, I'd start to worry. <laughs> like yeah. Something might happen. Something might happen. Do you say I don't think Maradona was like in his mid thirties at the time, though? Well, yeah, well, no, but <laughs> Messi's Messi still Messi. Mate. Are you yeah. scared? Which player? Which player from the Netherlands is going to uh, pick up the shirt and then sell it for uh, seven point three million <laughs> in years to come? It'll be it'll be someone we've never heard of. The one of their fringe midfielders. <laughs> Fring pong. <laughs> yeah, is he still there? Edgar Davids off the off the bench. Yeah, Edgar Davids. Totally, I think he's, yeah. he's, on, he's on the coaching staff, he's isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. There we go. Um, let's move on to France, Poland. Then France three, Poland one. Now, to me, France are still probably the standout um, giants in the tournament. I, I honestly think Mbappe is the best player in the world right now. He just looks unstoppable. There's something. He's like one of the X Men. Just there's something in him that he was born to score goals and that's what he does. But in this game against Poland, he didn't seem to get out of the second gear and he still scored two. He still seemed like he had much to give or maybe there's, you know, or maybe he's not 100% fit, one of the two. Poland still had a few chances though, but they were they were nowhere near as stubborn as I thought they were going to be. Um, what else happened in this game? Giroud became the French all-time top goal scorer. Yep. And uh, the only goal from Poland came right at the end because it was that weird Lewandowski penalty where he'd done like a weird run-up and stutter. And then I think Lloris came off his line. They had to do it again, but it was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. And it looked, looked like Lloris couldn't be bothered and just let, let that penalty in in the end. Um, but how do you fancy France, Harry? Uh, France are a really good team and they look they look strong. and they, they scare me a little bit for what's coming. But I... I think you we have we have to think about it from the point of view of what what a, a football team should be thinking about is that they've made mistakes, they've had slip ups, so there, there's going to be chances for us. So, but yeah, I, I think they're a really good team. I, I, they do scare me. Um, this game, I think, was I was expecting it not that it was tight, but I was expecting it not to be as tight as it was. If that makes sense, I feel like Poland. I felt that they didn't have any chance and I feel like they, they, they did quite a good little uh, representation of themselves there. Um, yeah, I mean, on the penalty, it, yeah, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? Um, I can't believe it went in. But look, France are, France are going to be one of those teams where you expect them to be up there at the end. So it's... I'm just guided that's who we've got, to be honest. But it's... a. Uh, is what it is. You got to beat someone good eventually, though. That's, yeah, that's the that's thing. It. You got to beat the person in front of you. Um, Aaron Mbappe, best player on the planet right now. How do we stop him? And uh, his 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 game against Poland was undeniably great. His goals were just he could he just, he just done it all by himself, pretty much. 
Oh, I, I don't want you to stop him. That's that's what. That's <laughs> oh, what I come on! I can comfortably say the answer's Kyle Walker. I, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it has to be Kyle Walker, doesn't it? But I, yeah, I mean, the thing with Mbappe is there's a lot of negativity around him, and I think that stops people liking him a little bit, maybe. Mm. Um, you know, for the PSG thing. But you know, he's a, he's a young man. PSG, what for money at him? He's not going to say no, is he? No, you know, he's a footballer, you get one career. He's still an unbelievable footballer. I've been lucky enough to watch him to watch him live at Old Trafford, and let me tell you, he's it's scary how fast he is. It's unbelievable to watch live. Um, and like like you say, Ollie, you know, it looked like he didn't even get out of second gear, and I think that's just shows the potential of of, of what he can become. Uh, he does need to move because he needs he needs to prove that he can do it for in a big league, obviously being at PSG and the reputation of that league, but in this France team, you know, he's the main guy, but he's not because they have so many other avenues to go down. You know, Griezmann, for me, you would you would say, has he done enough? I think there was some question marks over him even being in the team, let alone the squad. He even looks like he's, he's playing really well. Dembele's proving what a world-class player he is, and then, you know, Giroud's filling in for for Benzema and, and and scoring goals, but I, I mean I'm impressed with him all over the pitch. Rabio, you know, he was mocked for the potential move to United. Looks like a world class midfielder. Chumani again, another great talent. Kounde even at right back. I mean, all over the pitch, they're they're really really solid. Varane has come in and looks like the Varane that of old and, and that world class centre back. And yes, England England should be feared. You know, France do have the weaknesses. They've not been. They don't look like. For me, they don't look like world. Cha- they've not looked like world champions, other than uh, probably one or two two occasions. But that is what I mean by no team should fear anyone in this tournament, and it's it's proven to be that. And England should definitely. England needs to be proactive against France rather than reactive. Don't ex- don't go into it worrying about what they're going to do. Worry about what we're going to do to them. And I think. Foden should really worry Kunde to the point where he should just want like do an Ander Herrera and just stick with him the whole game because he's he he's 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 a world class player Foden which we'll talk about but yeah France France you know against um, Poland I mean Poland just frustrate the life out of me why are they even there <laughs> like just taking a spot from someone who might do something decent they just don't ever look like they can do anything. Um, but yeah, I watched it on Sunday. Like I said, I was pre- I was impressed with him defensively. The penalty was was a joke. I think uh, it was unlucky, um, but it sets up a great quarter uh, final w- w- with England. But yeah, yeah Mbappe he's, he's just a, he's just terrifying. Um, Absolutely. You you running through that squad then and then thinking about how they've got big injuries. That's and just like how deep their <laughs> squad is. That's what's so scary about them is that they and, could. And, yeah, sorry, mate. Go on. I was gonna say, you know, imagine what they could be doing if they had a fully fit first eleven. Like that's it is scary. Mad. And, and you know, you could probably say the best defender in the Premier League can't even get in the team. Saliba, he's not even played a minute, and 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 that's that's even more worrying to think that they, they've got that to call on. You know, these there's so many players in that French squad. It's it is it is quite it is quite scary. It's a bit of a cheat code, isn't it? But speaking of French players, uh, Olivier Giroud becomes all-time top goal scorer, overtaking. Thierry Henry. Now, us being a Naughties podcast, Thierry Henry obviously pops up a lot. He he just was, whether you like Arsenal or not, was just glamorous 
authentic, skillful, flairful, and everything you want to be entertained by football. Yeah. Olivier Giroud, not exactly that. Although he, did, he, <laughs> he, he, he scored some great goals and, you know, probably deserves more credit, which is where I'm going with this. When people think of the all-time top goal scorer or the all-time great French strikers, I don't think Giroud's going to get a mention. They're going to go straight to Fontaine, Papin, Henri, Trezeguet, Euro 2000. I don't think he'll be remembered as fondly because he's quite a vanilla player. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think I think so. Right, I think I think people are going to feel like that. I I've, I really I like players like Giroudo who I really like him. Yeah, who are always sort of consistent but never quite have the love around them. Uh, I feel like you've got to have quite a, a strong personality to continue to perform at that level, knowing that you get a lot of hate for things that you don't do, but you do a lot that people aren't giving you recognition for. You've got to have a lot of character to be able to be that person. So. I hope that, you know, he gets remembered better, but I, I do feel like he's destined to be forgotten. Like a Pierre van Hoydonk, like, scored over 300 career goals, but, like, no one ever speaks about him. <coughs> like... Well, you're not, you're not in my household, me and the missus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, fr- Friday night's van Hoydonk, oh, right? Whenever I throw a hissy fit, he goes, oh, look at you again, throwing a Pierre van Hoydonk. Yeah, we're always at it, me and her. Um, but that's what I say about Jude. I, I see the thing with, I don't know if it's I'm boring or what, but it's black and white to me. He's a striker. He scores goals. He's doing his job. I love him for it. I, I, I mean, yes, he's not Army because Army is, will go down as one of the best players that's ever lived because of what he did. He wasn't just, a, he wasn't a number nine, was he? If, if Army was just a number nine, he scored goals. He, he would get compared more, so to speak, because Army did what he did and was magic and the type of goals he scored. He's obviously revered, revered a lot more, but you know, in, international. It's not easy to score international international goals on, on that level. You know, to score that many. You know, you think of England, in, England being one of the biggest national sides in the world. I think the highest goal scorer is Rooney, fifty odd. I mean, it's not a lot of goals to score. Like you only talk about Ronaldo and Messi because they're freaks of nature. They they just do stuff that no one else can do. You have to play games and you have to score. You have to be there to score goals to do it. And it doesn't matter if you're not viewed as the most prettiest player or the most fashionable player. For him to do it and for do it for France speaks volumes of the type of player he is. And I think, if anything, Giroud's the most misunderstood player probably of recent history. I mean, Chelsea fans would say they absolutely love him. First of all, for leaving Arsenal to go there and then winning the, the Champions League with them. I think Arsenal fans still have a soft spot for him and the goals he scored. And I think a lot of, most Premier League teams would have him. I'd have him at United. I know for a fact I would. So I think it's just down to his, you know, beautiful looking man, but not a glamorous player. Mm. But as a goal scorer, top class. And I think he stopped um, PSG winning like 10 league titles in a row as well when he won the league with Montpellier. So if that isn't enough reason to not like him. And... um, (laughs) He done, he done, he's done something that Thierry Henry hasn't done, as far as I know. And uh, score a scorpion kick from outside the box, hitting a crossbar and going in. <laughs> I mean, talk about unglamorous players. That was one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I think he scored it in the same weekend. I, think, I remember Henrik Mkhitaryan scored one in the uh, same weekend. Yeah, I, I was there for that one. Saw that one. But, oh, mate, goal of the season. And then next, literally next day. A couple yeah. of days later, <laughs> he's gone and done that. 
Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, on to England then. England free, Senegal nil. Um, very different style of play to what we saw in the group stages, but looked comfortable really. Senegal just didn't turn up for whatever reason. I think they kind of, rather than just went all out attack as they had done previously, just kind of sat back. Jude Bellingham, arguably the best young player of the tournament. Henderson got a lot of stick as well. I don't understand why he got so much stick and he kind of proved the haters wrong. I never liked him. But in England shirt, I can kind of see what he does. I used to call him the crab because he always passed sideways and never kind of moved forward. But in this game, he got the first goal. That kind of changed everything. Um, game progressed from there. And he's he, kind of like a metronome. He just kind of collects it, feeds it, gives it to someone. And it just kind of works. And I, Well, I've seen him play in the flesh a few times. He's always shouting at Trent or shouting at someone to fucking keep the shape. And England really, really need that. As much as they've got their creative players, I think um, it's something we've struggled with in the past. Um, but yeah, Aaron, how do you rate this game? If you watched it or you're too busy doing, doing samba lessons or something? <laughs> well, yeah. do you know what? I watched it. Pierre van Hoydonkin. Yeah, well, I, put up, I was putting up a Christmas tree with doing no. that whole thing. And I was watching it at, at the same time as that. Um, I, I mean, a lot was said after the USA game for England. But I think that's just a. It's, it happens in like are we saying about tournament football? Them them. If if if, if Southgate was to look back at that game now, he, he puts Foden on and they, and they can't live with Foden. Foden finds them pockets. England go on and win that game. It's all about learning. You play you play Foden. You bring Foden on for for Wales and look what he did again. Foden um, the other night, amazing as well. But. It, it breeds confidence when he comes into the team. You see everyone else p- coming up. Jordan, like you said, John Henson comes into the team. He's that leader uh, on the pitch. Again, I, I'm like you. I'm not a massive fan of him, but he seems to do what's asked of him and he seems to bring it out in other players and, and has that calming presence on, on the team. I think Walker coming in for Trippy has been been a masterstroke as well. I think Trippy was struggling um, after, after that first game, for sure. Um, and, you know... You're chugging along and, and you're getting the results. You know, three nils not to be sniffed at in any, any game, even if Senegal didn't show up and aren't, aren't the greatest team in the world. It's not to be sniffed at and keeping clean sheets again, something that breeds confidence. And you know, you've done that in apart from the first game. So you know, you, you're going three games without conceding the goal, which is what you want because again, you know, not not that Maguire's head needs to get any bigger, but it will do. Point <laughs> that he's keeping clean sheets. With, with with John Stones uh, and, you know, Jordan Pickford. So it, it's not an easy game, is it, going into the next one? But you, you, you're doing what you need to do. And I, I'm just I'm just annoyed that I, I predicted that Kane wasn't going to score in this tournament and he went and fucking scored, didn't he, the other night? I just didn't think... I just, I, for, some, for some reason, I thought he's just not going to score. And then he's playing this deeper role and he's assisting every single game. And I think, you know, apart from the USA game. And... I thought, yeah, he's not going to score. And I, did. I actually thought Henderson scored. Uh, Kane scored the Henderson goal, and I was kicking off. Like, what? <laughs> what? Senegal scored. I went, no, no, Kane scored, and it? it turned out not to be, but then he did later on. But I, I think, I think he should go into the next game absolutely confident because, like I say, you, you keep just building and building and, and and looking better each time you go on now, and I, that's that's important when you get to the last stages of any tournament. So, yeah, quite right, Harry. Harry. We were watching this one down the pub with a lot of annoying gits telling you how Henderson was rubbish. And then he scores. No, not this time. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, COVID and all that. 
Um, oh, of but, course. <laughs> but yeah, there was a. Uh, I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the game. I mean, the first what thirty minutes, thirty five minutes were a little bit frustrating, but you could see you could see it was coming. And you know, we had times where it looked like oh, they might they might sneak something in, but it looked we. You know, you could see it was coming. You could see that we were building into the game and uh, they weren't going to be able to keep up the uh, tight sort of press as long as they, as for the whole game. So you knew, you knew it was coming. And when that first goal went in, it, they just changed, didn't they? They just became a lot more relaxed and they started playing like a team that you you'd, would expect to go far. Um, and it was, yeah, it was lovely to watch. Uh, Bellingham is just something else, isn't he? Like, he, uh, he looked great. Um, on Henderson, uh, look, whatever you might think of him, he's Gareth. Like, you both touched on it this already, but like, he's one of Gareth's uh favorites, obviously, a little bit, but for a good reason because he knows he can go out there and spread that message that he wants him to spread and keep that team on page. And look, that's exactly how you win tournaments is with things like that, with keeping that cohesion and uh. Henderson delivers that for him. So he plays a role not just in his footballing ability, but just by being on that pitch and what he's going to be talent and doing to other players. And it's, you know, very talent when uh, 19-year-old Jude Bellingham celebrates his assist to Henderson's goal in, in such an embrace when, you know, they're not, they you know, they probably only met each other a handful of times before <laughs> linking up for England. So, it shows you that he has that respect as well. And I think it's been a great, he's been great for the team. Um, it will be interesting to see how we line up with France because yeah. we we need to build upon it and we need to, we need to be a little bit more positive. And it's, I think it's going to be a game of trying to break through a mistake. And, you know, that's not always going to be the easiest thing, but I think we should be like, as much as I'm scared of France, I feel like, We've got to be confident, and we've got we got to respect France, but we've got to demand that respect as well. Like we're not this isn't two thousand and like ten England, you know. This isn't uh, oh we might get knocked out in a quarterfinal. That would be good. This is quarterfinal would be actually quite a That's setback good. for yeah. us in a way. So we've got to go in and go, and we've got to we've got to make the semis, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one for sure. Bit scary. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm gonna be well. We'll get onto it in a minute. I'm, I'm gonna be watching it behind my, behind my fingers. Um, <laughs> Japan v Croatia. Um, everybody's favourite second team in this tournament. I think Japan uh, lost on penalties three one. Um, you could argue over the course of the one all ninety was it one all ninety minutes? Yeah. Um, Japan were probably the better team or had more chances at least. Croatia had more of the ball and kept possession. Um, they were boring but efficient. Is what I've said. And Japan had great opportunities. And they just play such great football. They're so each Japanese player is so technically gifted that like their first touch is amazing. Their kind of uh, rondo kind of passing is very skillful and flicks and tricks. But they kept crossing it into the box. And like I don't know why the commentators didn't say it. I don't know if they wanted, didn't want to come across as like slightly racist. But J- Japan are not a tall team. They're not a tall team. Every time they put the ball in low is when they got their goals in the previous games against Germany and the likes. But to beat Germany and Spain and uh, bow out to Croatia. Oh, it was just it's so rubbish. And the penalties as well. Absolute. I've not seen that, you know, it just reminds me of England, really. Circa 
noughties, insert any tournament you want, really. But it was just hit hard and low. And apparently that ball, the ball we're using this tournament is like really light or something I read. So that's why they're trying to hit it hard and low. Because if you put it in the air, it's just going to sky it. But I don't know. Um, Aaron, thoughts in this game on the pens on Japan? They were bloody exciting to watch. It's just a, such a shame. They could have went a bit further, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a shame. Like, you know, the Germany game and then, then beating Spain and it's, it's like the underdogs. You want to get behind them. You want that that underdog team to go far. We'll talk about another one later on. I'm sure everyone is really hoping does well in their next game. But it's, it's just so frustrating. Like watching that game and like you say, they had chances. They, they should have, they should have scored another goal. They should, they should have won the game outright. Never, never mind taking it to, to, to extra time. And then obviously you get, you get to penalties as well. And I was, I was, I was boiling. My blood was boiling. I'm not even Japanese. I'm a blood, blood was boiling <laughs> watching these penalties. Like, stop pissing around. I just whack it. It just hits it. Yeah. Like, I was, I was, I was. If I was a manager, a coach, or anything like that, I was like, listen. We don't want no stutters. We don't want stupid run-ups. We don't want no Pogba. Don't want Zaza. Just just do a hurricane. Do an Alan, Alan Shearer and smash the ball. That's all that matters is getting through. Yeah, you know, they've not got the play. They've not got Hakimi. They've not got them players to be doing Penenkas and, and and stupid little stutters like a Neymar. It's not it's not, not about that for them. You know, they have that they have that jinx of not getting past the round of 16. Just get the ball in the net and as soon as I saw him in Amino step up when he's missing, I, 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 I could I could call every single one that, that mm. they were, they were going to miss. And, you know, it's it's a shame. It's frustrating. And, and Croatia, not impressed with. I think very lucky to, to to be there and get through. And, you know, hopefully my, boy, my boys will, will prove that in the next game. But for Japan, it, it's such a shame. And what's more of a shame is we don't get to see that beautiful away shirt in the tournament. That's not... Yeah, crime. Now we've lost a few kits uh, in, in the tournament, and that's one of them, sadly. But yeah, for Japan, you know, like I said, they've got some really nice. Nice is a weird word to, to use. Likeable players, and and I think you know, it's a shame. But you know, lessons need to be learned. And if you're not going to score penalties properly, you deserve to go home, lads. So yeah, yeah. Don't know. Don't know what, what we can say on that, really. No, it's not. There's not a lot I have to say. But uh, I think we're all in agreement that Japan is that one of those teams that you always want to see do well and it's been wonderful to see them uh, kill some giants um, but yeah I think I wonder if the penalty thing is Croatia that bit more experienced at tournament football they've won penalty shootouts and part of me is like do how much uh, focus has the Japanese side had on the on penalties but then like you say they were it's almost a over for it and I think uh yeah, I feel, but I think it's probably just that experience and it is sad to see him go, but you've got, you know, to have these wonderful stories, they have to come to an end and it was just it's just the way it was all the first time around. But one day, you know, Japan are going to get that bit further and it's going to be glorious. But we'll, we'll wait, we'll wait. I hope so, I hope so. I hope so. It was an interesting group there. Let's say that, say that for free. Uh, okay, so from the most likable team of the tournament to the most unlikable, uh, Brazil... For <laughs> <laughs> South Korea, one. Oh, so sad. <sighs> I just, yeah. It was. It was. It was a weird. It's. It's probably the weirdest game of the tournament, in my opinion. 
because Brazil seemed to just shut down after about an hour. They scored the four goals, kind of went, just started passing it around really. I still think they were looking for goals, but they, the manner they went about it was just like really casual. Um, and then obviously Korea got that kind of a deflected shot as well. But they they got their ta- Korea got their tactics completely wrong. And I think that's what maybe made Brazil make a little bit, look a bit better than they actually were. Um, this is the most unlikable. I know Aaron, you're not going to agree with me, but I just, I really think the certain individuals in this team, captained by Neymar, who are just like, just weirdly arrogant. They didn't show any respect to Korea whatsoever. I know you might be thinking, why should they? But they just look like Korea didn't, didn't deserve to be on the same page as them. As much as I do like Anthony, oh, he didn't even play actually, did he? Um, I don't know. The dancing, it just seemed a bit too soon. You know what I mean? I, I just I just came across really, I got arrogant. Compare it to the team of 20 years ago when they won it. You know, you had like individual talents like Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Kaka, uh, Cafu. They just seemed like not only did they have the flair and the skill, but they were also quite respectful at the same time on the pitch. And they had they were just more likable and they all had their individual stories as this group of wannabes just seem like they're all fucking rich kids who at their individual teams are just show off merchants and Richarlison is like the embodiment of that you know what I mean I don't know Aaron what are your thoughts when you compare it with Brazil you've talked about Brazil teams of the 90s earlier as well and Bebeto Romario they were just you know they had their issues off the field of course but none of this team are going to go down as legends. Well, Neymar. Well, see, I, I really I don't. trying to get me to nibble there. Really, like all that was like, yeah, yeah. This, this. I, I get what you're saying, but then there's two examples from two different World Cups which link back to this team. So, you know, you talk about the dancing. That's that. That is Brazilian culture. There, they did it in '94. You know, Bebeto, the baby celebration. Yeah. It's revered. But it, you know, it's four players, three or four players, all standing there. Rocking, there's no different than four players now just doing a little, a little dance to celebrate a goal. It's the World Cup. It's on the world stage. Just enjoy it. Have a little bit. Yeah, of but fun. against the you team know, you're dicking, just seems like. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, we look. You know, you talk about certain football players, and they all. You know, you talk about the geniuses. You know, Zidane and and, and Cantona, and all. They all had arrogance. They all. They all knew they were better on the pitch because they were better on the pitch, and. The only way you can display that is by play, playing yeah, them. But no, no one in that well. Brazil, no one in that Brazil team is comparable to Cantona or Zidane. <laughs> none of them, well, none of them are winning a Ballon d'Or. None of them are winning a World Cup. Of, <laughs> ne- no. ne- Neymar's, Neymar's not won one simply just because yeah, he's the closest thing to it. I, I'll admit. But, but I, I tell you, who could win one? Vinny Junior could very yeah. when them two retire. Could very well, very well win a, win a World Cup. And you talk about being unlikable. You go back to 2002 when Rivaldo got the ball kicked out his shins and then went down holding his face. That's not a very likable thing to do. And yet he's not really vilified for that. And I, I he did win a Ballon d'Or two years before that, though. Well, well, and well, scored multiple yeah. overhead kicks for Olympiacos. Right. I mean, come on, how can he not like him? Well, yeah. Well, you know, Vinny Juniors won the Champions League, won the, won the league, one of the best players for Real Madrid. Neymar is Neymar. I get what you mean. I, I get in terms of sometimes what you're saying about players not being likable. I think Richarlison goes around with this reputation of being an unlikable person. But he's absolutely loved by the squad. Every single one of them, absolutely. You know, they are like a big family. You look at, is there, I don't know if you've ever seen it, there's the all or nothing on, on Amazon Prime for when they won the Copa America. And 
it's just like a family and it's that they love each other. You know, you saw Neymar score, you know, you talk about this arrogance and stuff like that about Brazil, but when Neymar scored, he ran, he ran straight over to Alex Tellers, who's, who's been taken out of the tournament because of injury. I mean, that show humility and, and grace and a bit of love for a teammate who's, who's you know, not, not going to play anymore. There's, part, there's part of my naughty's brain that struggles <laughs> with the idea that a team that's potentially and looking likely to win this World Cup as a midfielder for West Ham. Well, well, it just, West, it's like, West it's like, Ham, West Ham won the you should be, well, <laughs> it, yeah, fucking 70 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, and Richarlison, fucking, he's on the bench at Tottenham. It, this isn't a classic Brazil team. It was not, you know, fucking Romario at PSV I mean, or yeah, Barcelona. It's not, it's not yeah. Ronaldo at Real Madrid. It's not Ronaldinho I mean, at Barcelona. It's, it's not Cafu at AC Milan. Because in the north, in the noughties, the Premier League was still competing to be the best against La Liga in Serie A, whereas now it is the best league in the world. And you know, you saw in the summer, the summer just gone, the transfer window. Teams like was it Southampton and Leeds were competing with Manchester United for players. There's no fear in the transfer market from these teams anymore. Arsenal wanted Pakita and West Ham got him, so it's not a case of you know he's not good enough. It's just that. The Premier League, every team in the Premier League has such a draw. They don't have to be afraid of what they can offer a player and stuff like that. It doesn't mean he's any less of a a, a good player. I, I mean, you've got players from all over, all over the all over Europe in in the team, even some players from Brazil. So I know what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I don't I don't see they've got the best CDM in the world playing for him, and he plays for our club mate. So yeah. he should be willing. Them. And, and no, it's got it's got their ex- it's got their I'm exceptions. Not about Fred, by the way, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't get why you think they're unlikable. I think every single I, one I of them. I just think they're yeah. arrogant. I, I, I love the bones of them, to be fair. And I I, I, I'm all for arrogance. I want my team no. to show that they're the best in the world. But not in a respectful That's way. Like, Cantona arrogance is fine because it's an individual at a team. You can have one individual player, but I just think there's a there's a group in there that's potentially a bit a bit dangerous for, for the younger minds. Um, maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's my naughty's bias coming out. Yeah, I feel... I feel this has been Danny Elves, where, where, where's he play? He's a free agent, isn't he? Well, come on. He plays for... Uh, uh, Pumas in it, I think, in Mexico. Oh, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Harry, where do you stand on this? It's been quite interesting just to sit back and watch you two... Uh, Handbags. Yeah, fight <laughs> over us a little bit. But, um, yeah, no, I, I I understand where you're coming from, Ollie, in respect to that. It, it's not... It's not... It's not vintage Brazil. Yeah. But I think that's us being old and nostalgic a little bit, right? Um, and I think the explanation that uh, Aaron gave about football teams being able to gain these players uh, they once couldn't sort of points towards that as well Um, but I do I do also find them a little bit unlikable and (laughs) they are the the playground bullies aren't they I think that's what they that's what they play with when I was at school there was always a group of kids who were just always you know, when you're divided into teams at school, they cheat the teacher, so they were always in the same group. And they, you, you, your little mob squad being a team together, you'd be in a mob squad. You'd be in a mob squad. You'd be in a mob squad, and you always get put up against these same five people, and they always just putting it for your legs and dicking you. Yeah. And you're the only half decent player on your fucking team of weirdos, and you've got to try and like conjure something up, and they're sure. just like tipping it around you. But, um, oh, I think that's what it relates to. Childhood really trauma. Like, but I don't want to like, I want to win. That's all I care about. To, to touch on the dancing, though, I don't. I, I do think it's the World Cup. You've got to have fun. 
if you, yeah, okay, I understand you're saying, oh, but they were dicking him. But if they did that, scoring an equaliser, you'd be like, how fucking ridiculous. No, but if they scored a winner against Argentina, I'd fucking understand it. Or the, maybe a World Cup final winner. Make it iconic, but you know that's not going to be making. You know when you have the DVDs of like the fucking World Cup <laughs> highlight. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I'm still stuck in 2009. Um, <laughs> but you, you know the uh, <laughs> VHS Danny Baker compilation. Uh, but when they do the when they, when they do the World Cup like compilations of like the greatest World Cup moments, the celebration of you know. For, oh, you know, pal- pal- was it um, tar- then, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all pissed themselves. But um, you know, the Tardelli celebration, nineteen eighty-two, Italy. It's infamous of like winning the World Cup. They're not going to go well back in the fucking <laughs> round of sixteen against Korea at the most controversial World Cup ever. They all celebrated with Tite, and and <laughs> that, Korea was shit. That's going to be <laughs> everywhere. You know it is. That's going to be talking about for a century. If they win the World Cup. TJ doing the the chicken dance is going to be everywhere, mate. You know it, and I know it. Okay, but uh, Actually, oh, I, I just think firstly, I just think it's a bit of sour grapes because you're uh, worried that Brazil yeah. are going to win the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think like it. Well, you got a good chat. Well, on 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 the footballing side, very quickly before we move on to Morocco, Spain, very quickly, Aaron, are Brazil going to win it? See, and if not, who stops them? I think. I think we get, we, get, we get to the semis at least. And I think it, it depends who you meet there. I think I, the Argentina game is always tricky. You know, they've lost the last Co- uh, Copa America finals to them. Um, I, you know, I got to back my boys. I think they are the best team in, in the tournament. They've not looked at it in, in certain elements, but I think, you know, they're, they're very clever. And, you know, uh, Chichi, he, he's not that typical Brazilian manager. He doesn't want them to go out there and joga Benito all the time. You know, he, again, he's, he's very like... Uh, Southgate, he's pragmatic. He wants to be tight at the back, and then express yourself further forward and score and win and and celebrate how you would like to celebrate all But I think overall, I, I, yeah, I, I think we're gonna win. I think we're gonna win. The only team that could possibly stop him is France. Or I don't think I don't think England can. Maybe France. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. They've conceded goals, though. So I'm yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, On to the biggest upset of the round of sixteen, Morocco. Uh, nil-nil with Spain. An interesting nil-nil uh, kind of uh, was at either end for quite a while during the 90 minutes. And then 3-0. 3-0 on penalties. Penalty didn't even... Uh, Spain didn't even score a single penalty. They brought on, was it Soler and Sarabria, yeah. especially for the pens. They had a chance the 120th minute hitting the post as well. And they still couldn't score. So that plan went out the window. But this is a generational Moroccan side. Only the fourth African nation to make it to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. It was remarkable. And Morocco, similar to Japan, are just very, very likable. <laughs> Enormous amount of spunk in his testicles because that Penenka to oh. win it for a nation that's never made it to the quarterfinals before. He was, and he and was born in Spain, wasn't he? Yeah. Born in Madrid. To Incredible. do that, yeah. He's, he, <sighs> yeah. I suppose they had a few more chances, if not, but still. But yeah, I mean, the way, like, drawn the. 120 minutes away, they like kept their shape and made everything difficult for Spain, frustrated Spain. And you know, they didn't okay, their counter attack didn't uh end up in a goal, but they had chances. Obviously, Spain looked like they could have buried a few chances and it would have been a different game, but they 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 were so like the way they managed the game. And we're talking about Southgate and we're talking about uh Brazil and and how they 
being pragmatic. Like they went into that game knowing they had to stifle Spain and they did it. So now their belief they can do that to anyone is going to be huge and they could cause a real uh, problem in the next round as well, I think. And, uh, uh, and, and, and the fact that uh, they thought for a long time they were going to win the World Cup bid for 2022 and this should have been their World Cup. What an amazing story that they're doing so well. And I really hope that after the US, Canada, Mexico uh, World Cup, it goes to Morocco because they're bidding for it again. And they, now they've got that history of we're a quarterfinal team. We're one of the only African nations to do that. But hopefully they get rewarded for it in, in that sense, at least. But um, as much as it was sad to see Japan go, I think I've got a new team to uh, look out for in the future. And yeah. uh, why, why, before we pass over to Aaron, can we? Can you uh, give us your rundown of their kits as well? Yeah, well, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, the, I think their kits are amazing, but we'll let the uh, kit expert talk about that. I just wanted to say quickly, though, um, Hakim Ziyech is looking like the player that Chelsea should have got as well. Um, he's playing absolutely amazing. But uh, Aaron, over to you. Yeah, I, I mentioned before, obviously, Japan going out. Like Harry said as well, they are going to be the team that everyone is kind of vying for if their team is no longer in the tournament. I mean, I'd like them to get as far as far as possible. That that would be, be, be really good. Um, the home kit is amazing. Obviously, it's a throwback to '98 uh, minus the collar. Um, sold out everywhere, which I, I, I thought it would be. Um, but no, I, you know, you, you talk about ZH, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of Chelsea fans are going to have to delete some tweets now, aren't they? About him. <laughs> I think they're going to start <laughs> saying how amazing he is and, and what a player and stuff, but. That sometimes happens, you know. You you go to your national team and you you are one of the main the main people, and and it's just a different feeling. And you know the love is there instantly as soon as you put on that jersey. So you can see why he transforms into the ZH we saw. Ajax Hakimi, you know, he said it all. He, he you know he's got the he's got he's got the balls the size of the burner bar. I mean, Jesus, to to do that in such a you know his country's probably biggest moment. In international football, just goes to show what he's made of, and you know that the beautiful moments he's having with his mum, you know, him and he, uh, her and his dad sacrificed so much for him to to get where he is. He's, it's a beautiful story again, and it even it impounds it even more into you that you want this team to to go as far as possible. But you can't just think about those two because that's unfair to the to the rest of the team that are all there as well. They've dug in. They're a team. They're a unit. Again, you know, you talk about. They've got them two big stars. Amrabat, another one who, who's been... Yeah, he's great. Like you say, the keeper. Um, you know, in the penalty shootout, Bono had the edge. It was... It was... Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it was great. But, yeah, I mean, we talk about Spain. I, did, yeah. I just never... I just never fancy him to do anything. You know, he won one game in, in the tournament and I think people started to jump on that little hype train from there. Um... I've seen Liverpool fans saying they should have took Thiago. I mean, what are you talking about? He's been he's, he's been nowhere near the level to get in, in that team. And you know, you talk about the the youth coming through with Gavi and Petri and um Torres and they've they've got some good players. Lewis Enrique is a good manager, but it's clearly something something not right. I mean, playing playing the best, well, arguably one of the best CDMs at centre back in Rodri, yeah. with me. Is is shocking behaviour, and you know I'm not saying he's going to go up, go up and uh, and score or assist, but for City, 
you see some of the goals he scores. He is a threat around the box, and um, they just they just lack something. Whether it's a world class striker, um, but it, it, it's unfortunate. It's sad because you know you want to see the great, the big teams, the big nations do well as much as we do like the underdog stories. We want you want the level to be to be high all the time, but we we needed we needed an underdog to come through this this round. We needed that upset. And I, I'm glad it. I'm glad it was Morocco because we want them. Af- African nations, you know, threaten to do so much in World Cups, and we very rarely see it. And I think worried at the start of this tournament that that none of them are going to get out of the group even. So to have still one still in it, um, and you know, you never know how the next game goes. Could get to a semi-final. It would be, yeah, it'd be beautiful. And, and like Harry said, it hopefully strengthens their attempts to get a World Cup in in their country as well. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderfully, wonderfully said. Can't fault the thing you said there. Um, on to the last game then, uh, Portugal, Switzerland. This, I, I did not predict this, and I don't know where this came from. Portugal finally arrived at the tournament 6-1. Absolutely mad. I was, I, we'd done the predictions for this last uh, few days ago, and I said, you know, I think Portugal will go through, but Switzerland, they're stubborn. They don't leak goals. Well, for <laughs> once again, I was completely wrong. They were leaking goals like a rusty tap. Um, absolute domination from the Portuguese. Um, Gonzalo Ramos domination. Can't say I've knew too much about him other than playing for Benfica. Just he's going to keep be keeping Ronaldo on the bench for a few more a few more games. I think um, he got a hat trick as well. And Pepe, age thirty nine, also got a goal. I mean, there's an argument for Spain that they could have brought in uh, Sergio Ramos, you know. But um, well, it just it just goes to show that age sometimes you can't you can't look at it too much. Um, but I suppose Pepe, special talent there. He's been doing, doing the business at centre back for a long, long time. Did you guys see this coming? I certainly didn't. I wouldn't say I saw it coming at all. Uh, Portugal, we, we know they're a threat. We know they have a good uh, tacking prowess about them. Um, obviously, a lot of the story is going to revolve around Ronaldo not playing and them doing so well. Um, but we'll see, we see how that, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I think Switzerland occupy that sort of space. You're talking about Poland earlier being a team that sort of would have been nice to see someone else get through instead. Um, a little bit of a boring side that, you know, taken taken out of space that could have gone someone else. And I, I never expected them to really get through. But like I say, I expect them to be a bit more troublesome especially uh, to Portugal, especially how Portugal have had not the easiest of starts in the World Cup, a bit of up and down in the group there. Yeah, well, um, Switzerland knocked out France in the Euros. True, true. Um, but I still, yeah, I still expect Portugal to go through. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't see six one, and I think, uh, I think that's going. I think, I honestly think Morocco Portugal is going to have going to be a very exciting and interesting game because Morocco are going to go in believing they can do it again. Um, Portugal are going to go in believing they can wipe them away, and uh, there's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a lot. A lot to play for in that game for both of those both those teams, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that as for for next round. I tell you what, the commentators got an absolute nightmare with both those kids. <laughs> Morocco versus Morocco. Which way? Morocco from left to right? Oh no, from right to left. Um, Aaron, a lot of Man United players done very well in this game. Well, Bruno and uh, Dello, and uh, they've been an absolute delight. Yeah, I think in general, mate. I think you could say it's been Man United's tournament. I think. <laughs> unless Morocco or Croatia win a United players coming on was a World Cup winner so 
very good chance that that's going to happen. But the Portugal game, I think, you know, I think a lot of Portugal fans have, have been wanting Ronaldo to hold the bench a bit. To unleash. Again, it's like the Southgate situation, similar in, in a way of unleashing this talent. You see the, the amount of players that, that Portugal have, it, it, it's absolutely scary. And we saw what they can do. It, it, it draws a lot of parallels to Man United. You'll know Oli watching United all season. United are a better team when Ronaldo's not, not not starting. And and I think this is exactly the same situation that Portugal find themselves in. The reasons behind it are, are whatever. The manager did what, what he felt was right. And, you know, Ramos comes in and, and scores a hat-trick. 21-year-old, you know, starting in the World Cup, scores more goals in knockout World Cup football than Ronaldo has. So... I know I know a bit about him. I've kept a close eye because United have been linked to him. I think he's the, he's the reason why Benfica was so happy to let Nunes go because he knew they had him, who was then going to go. I think he was playing more of a support player to Nunes last season, and now he's gone further playing playing as a centre forward and and scoring goals. So there's the excitement around him as well. But I mean, you just talk, you you don't even just mentioning him and now well well he played. The fluidity in which you played, like you said, Switzerland for me, they're not exciting. They're not gonna be a team that get you off your seat or make you want to really watch them a lot. I'm not that fussed, but the solid, the workers, you know, they work hard and they get results, which they did to get through the group. Portugal were just cutting through them like they weren't, they weren't even there. I mean, uh, João Felix, Bernardo Silva, Bruno was just unbelievable for me. it's not biased, but I think player of the tournament for me, I think he's just playing at a level that is just, just, just what we expect, I expect of him, you know, which we saw when he first come, come to United, but just the whole team were just unbelievable. And obviously the best right back in the world, Diogo Dallo coming out, doing (laughs) his thing as well, you know, benching Cancelo, which is no, no mean feat. Um, They just look, they just look great. You know, 39 year old Pepe, they've got the bench, you know, you can talk about players you've got to bring on. Leal came on, scored an yeah, absolute world. Yeah, it's great. It, it's 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 scary, and and I think the 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 Portuguese people, sorry, really wanted that to happen to show they're not a one man team. They've got this young, exciting, fluid style of player that they can draw on when they're not having to rely on on an aging an aging great. So Morocco really do do face an uphill battle. I don't think they'll be scared though. I do I don't think they'll they'll shy away from the challenge. But you know it, it's like you said, mate, no one expected that. We expected maybe a close one nil, two one. They blew him away and it adds another extra element onto that side of the draw now where you know you've got four good teams there that could all cause each other problems and you know you could draw for France in, in that side of the group. But any four of them on the day can can manage to get their way through to the final, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was definitely uh, throwing a spanner into the works. Uh, on to the quarterfinal, quarter, well, quarterfinal predictions then. Um, I just want to score from you guys. Let's not go too heavy into the uh, into the uh, analysis of how we're going to set up yet. We'll save that for the next pod. Um, Harry, Croatia, Brazil. What are you saying? Uh, I'm expecting 2 3 nil Brazil, really. All right, very, very good. I'm, I'm going to go... 2-0 Brazil. Aaron. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go 2-0 Brazil as well. I think, yeah. A bit more compact. Fair enough. Uh, Netherlands, 
Argentina, although at the same time as this game is Crawley Town versus Hartlepool. So if you wanted to watch that, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? Um, so Harry, Crawley or Hartlepool? Uh, Netherlands, Netherlands, Argentina. Is it going to be a? T- I think this is the most exciting other than yeah, England, France. I think this is going to be really yeah. exciting. Um, Netherlands, Argentina. I'm so undecided on this, but I'm, uh, I'm going to say Argentina and penalties. Just because Ooh. I I want I, I want to, I want my prediction to you know continue a little longer. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got I've got to back my uh, boys in orange, um, Netherlands, and I think it'll be one 0 in extra time. Okay, um, I'm I'm going to stick my neck out. I'm going to say three one to the Netherlands. You know, I think really I just think I was going to have too much for him, and I think Messi's look's got to run out. Uh, and Van, Van Dijk will just be looking for it. He'll, he'll want that scout, Van Dijk, I think, and, and the defence in general. And I think if they can keep him quiet, which I think they will look to do, I think they'll, they'll, they'll have too much for him. Memphis is looking like he's coming in into form. Dumfries is looking great as well. Um, yeah, I think they'll have too much. I think it's going to be a free one. Even Daily Blind impressed me the other night as well, and I thought he was like in his yeah. 50s. So, I, yeah. I, love, I, love him. I love him. Yeah, he's a good, good guy. Uh, another interesting, well, I suppose they're all interesting. Uh, Morocco, Portugal. It's hard not to see Portugal not progressing after yeah. what's happened. But then again, Morocco beat Spain, and we were saying the same thing about Spain when they beat Costa Rica 7 0. Um, and then obviously Costa Rica beat Japan. So oh, it's so difficult, isn't it? Uh, you know what? I think it'll be, I think it'll be another drop in. I think Portugal 4 0. Oh, so my, my my heart wants to say Morocco, but yeah, yeah, my my head is going Portugal. So I'm, I'm going to give Morocco a, a bit of a more respectful defeat and 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 have it to be two one Portugal. Yeah. I, I think if he starts the same team as he did in the game last night, I think they, they blow him away. I think if it's the Ronaldo situation, they might struggle to get into the game a lot a lot more. Mm. I, and I, I don't see, I don't see Morocco scoring. I know I'm, I'm dragging this out a bit. Uh, I'm gonna go for, I'm gonna go three 0 Portugal. I mean, it's probably more, more your guys' end. I just really hope that. Yeah, um, I, 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 yeah I my, my heart says Morocco win, but my head. Is stuck yeah. In there. What, what really, the, uh, really this time now, isn't it? Yeah. What are the odds now? Hakimi, um, Penenka to win it. Oh. <laughs> fucking nuts, isn't it? <laughs> a million to one. Um, and the final game, the game that's uh I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch this. Basically, I've stopped going to pubs to watching the games because it, I just get so annoyed by oh people going, take Anderson off, Foden should Greenish. Uh, it just it really winds me up. And then I struggle to watch it at home because I get so I wind myself up about it because, you know, I don't, I might be dead next, next year. You never know. And these tournaments every come, come around. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm healthy as far as I know. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, these tournaments have come around every four years, you know, and I can't, I can't bother to wait. I need to get a mortgage. I can't be, like, I can't. It's almost as if I'm waiting for England to win the World Cup until my life can progress. Um, <laughs> which, is a, which is a very dangerous way to live. It's like, no, I'm not going to get married. England have won the World Cup yet, mother. Um, but, uh, yeah, England beat France. I think France have just looked so fucking... It's just, it's the Mbappe show, I think, if anyone's going to do it. I think other than that, I think we're quite even teams, to be honest. Um, I think it'll go for extra time, one all in extra time. Mbappe under nineteenth minute will just score out of nothing. I think that's the way it's going to go. Do I want oh, it to go that way? No. Breaking my heart. No, I, I, I think 
I'm going to go with England win. And go just, it's going to be 1 0. It's going to be tight as hell. You're a dreamer. I'm going for it. Why not, mate? Why not? I, w- I want to see that win too, you know. I want to see that World Cup come home one, do- one day. And why not now? Why not, so Christ- why not for a Christmas miracle? Why not? Let's go for it. <laughs> the last time we've done this podcast series, we did get to a final, to be fair. So maybe it's we us. Did, yeah, so, that's it. Oh, yeah. never stop. He doesn't. He, he doesn't want to just see him win the World Cup, Holly. He wants to see you get married and move on with your life and stop. Yeah, that, that's, well, that's, that's the main bit. Yeah, that's not even I want to get married. So. <laughs> <laughs> get on with your life. I think. I think New England fans need to stop being so bloody pessimistic all the time. Yeah, like, no, that's my nature. Just I, I, this is the problem. You need like only England will go into a game off the back of playing some the best football you've probably played at a World Cup. Thinking, oh, I'm so worried. Oh, we need to do this. Just go and express yourselves. You've got the players to go and do it. You've got some of the best attacking footballers in the world. If I was saying this to some England fans of the day, I think it was my colleagues in work. If I think it was when you brought on Grealish and Rashford and Foden, if any other nation in the world was able to oh, do that, yeah. you'd be heralded as, oh my God, I cannot believe. Look at the players Brazil and France are bringing on. You've got these guys. You should be going into this game absolutely confident of, of just turning up and beating them. You know, this team have got to a final, unluckily lost. They got to a semi-final, unluckily lost. Just have some bloody balls and be a bit excited. You know, sitting at home un- under the covers, shit scared of watching <laughs> your team. All that. Enjoy it. Like you said, you might be dead next week. It's, life's too short to not be enjoying your team playing football in a World Cup. You're going to win and you... You're gonna win three one. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm. I don't like England, but I think they're gonna do it. And I think you know you need to be a bit more confident about it. Okay. Okay. I'm okay, gonna change my. I'm gonna change my answer then to uh, France three 0 um, <laughs> <but, laughs> no, I, I always do. I set my expectations low on purpose, and if we go above that, what what I'm a happy. thing to do? What I know. I know exactly. You need heartbreaking life to know you're alive. You need to feel <laughs> the pain. I can't live like that. Come on, mate. Well, we'll, we'll see about me. Um, okay, that's the quarterfinal predictions. Apparently, I've only got a week left to live. So, Harry, I believe you got a quiz of us in which yes. we better we better get. All right, ten questions each. Oh, like we did the other time. All right, we got a timer. Give you, give you three minutes to answer them. Yeah. So, all, are they all based on the World Cup? They're all World Cup questions. So normally no, to those g- listening... General, general knowledge. Um, how's your geography? No. It's not bad, yeah, actually. No, it's a, it's <laughs> Yeah, it's World Cup. Uh, let me get a timer up. Uh, oh, who... Ollie, A or B? B. B, all right. For Captain Britain. For Captain Britain. Here he goes. <laughs> Maybe right. something like, like Nigel Farage's right-hand man. <laughs> well, are you not? No, um, that is... Libel. Okay. <laughs> B. And you should have gone. You should have go. gone for A for Angleterre. Really. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. What was the final score in the 2014 final between Germany and Argentina? 1-0. All right, correct. What animal was the mascot for France '98? It was a like a woodpecker kind of thing, wasn't it? Not it was a bird. It was a bird. It was a bird. Oh come on! We're not. Get, I'm not an ornithologist. <laughs> all Parrot. Right, I'll, move, I'll move on. 
Fabio Capello managed seven games at the World Cup Finals. How many did he win? Three. All right, I'll move on. Roger Miller found fame playing at World Cup at 38 years old. Which nation did he play for? Cameroon. All right. In which country did we last see a final attract over 100,000 fans in attendance? Uh, 94. I'll move on. Which player scored a record 13 goals at a World Cup final? Or finals, I should say. Uh, a record, well, closer. All right, I'll move on. Uh, what, 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 all together? He has. He scored I'll 16. When, um... All right, I'll give you that if that's the case. Which country are the only country to win both men's and women's World Cups? France. I'll move on, come back. Which country were the first to wear names on the back of a shirt at a World Cup? England? Yes, that's correct. Which uh, goalkeeper... Holds a record for 10 clean sheets at World Cup's finals. Surprise me. Dino's off. Alright. Who handed American Samoa the biggest World Cup qualifying defeat? 31. Australia. Yeah. Alright, let's go back. Let's see what you've got. Uh, you have got a minute left, so let's quickly go through. Um, what sort of bird was it, Ollie? Come on, France. It's a bird. That's the animal. Think France. Uh, pheasant. Grouse. Okay. <laughs> Capella, how many games did he win? Four. All right, no. Five. No. Six. No. Seven. No. Eight. Eight. He only managed seven. One. One. <laughs> one. It is one. Okay. Yes, correct. Um, which country had 100,000 people turn up to the final? Mexico. Yes, correct. Um... Which did you did you get which country uh won men's and women's? Um Italy. No. Brazil. No. Argentina. No. Mexico. No, they won World Cup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's it. Alright. Oh England. No. Germany. Germany. Oh. Alright, let's go. Let me add this up then. So you got the score. Germany. You got Capello, you got Cameroon, you got. Is fucking, uh, wait, I'm taking that France one. I said the bird. So can't give you that one. You got that one as well. Can't say cock. One, two, three, four, five, six. You got seven out of ten. All right, I'll take that. To be fair, that's all right. It's good. It was yeah, it's a cockerel. Come on. Looks like the thing is, like it does look like Woody. So so many comparisons to Woody Woodpecker. It's unreal. On the shirt though, isn't it? It's true. Yeah, All right, know. so you've got a Aaron. What I suppose fits. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's go for it. All right. So, what was the first World Cup trophy called? Uh, Jules Romain. All right, lovely. Which nation is the only one to participate in every tournament? Brazil. All right, wonderful. Who was the only England player to convert a penalty in a quarter-final shootout against Portugal in 2006? Fasel. I'll move on for now. Scotland have qualified for eight final tournaments. How many to- how many how many times have they advanced beyond the first round of the finals competition? Zero. Well done. 
who was the top goal scorer for 2014 World Cup? 2014. Messi. It's not Messi. How many teams will feature in the next World Cup? Um, 48. All right, well done. Uh, when the World Cup went missing, it was famously found by a dog. What was his name? Oh, balls. No, it's not balls. <laughs> no, it's not balls. You like licking them, though. Oh. <laughs> I can't think of what it's called. Uh, you move on? Yeah, move on. Move on. All right. Which team has lost the most World Cup penalty shootouts? Uh, England? Correct. Uh, which nation has only ever played one game of the World Cup Finals? It's a bit of a trick, this one, to be fair. Which team has only ever played one game yeah. of the World Cup Finals? Yeah. It was before the group stages existed. That makes more uh, sense. It's a hard one. Yeah. Uh, Yugoslavia, no. It's not Yugoslavia. Yeah. Right, cool. Okay, next I'll one then. On. Who did Zidane headbutt in the 2006 final? Uh, Matarazzi. All right, lovely. Let's go back then. Ready? So, you have who was the only England player to convert a penalty in the quarterfinal against Portugal? 06? Lampard. No. Gerard. No. Beckham. No. Owen. No. No. Uh... Heske. No. Rune? No. No. Move on, move on. God, move on, go on. All right. Um, 2014 top goal scorer. Well, Closer. No. No. Um, 2014. Who was good? 2014. <laughs> <laughs> he was good in 2014. That's probably about it. Ronaldo? No. Not Messi, not Ronaldo. Higuain. How long's left? I'm struggling here. Um, I won't no. get the dog one. I know I won't get the dog one. Is there any others? How long is left? It just went. Oh, can, I, can I try and answer them? All right. Where do you want to start? Uh, let me go up. Penalty goal scorer. Owen Hargreaves. It is Owen Hargreaves. Bollocks. Oh, um, who was the top goal scorer? James Rodriguez. It was James Rodriguez. Oh, what? The dog? Pickle. It is Pickles. And then the team that only ever played one game? If I get this right. Oh. Nothing happens. It doesn't matter. Nothing happens. But for... Was it Zaire? No. Oh. It's, in, it's Indonesia, but they were oh, really? at the time they were the Dutch East Indies. Oh, uh, right. They played That's one a... game. Wow. Very interesting. All right, okay. I, I had to put some sort of hard ones in there. I do oh, think, right. I think you both did really well. Obviously, Oli got seven out of ten. Yeah, Aaron, you got six. six out of ten. Oh, close. Very Two close. Nah. Good battle there, good battle. But that's not the real quiz. We all know what the real quiz is. It's time for what's in your panini for finale of the podcast. Uh, regular listeners will know. This is when we open a packet of football stickers. Uh, obviously, we're using the ones from the 2022 World Cup, uh, as this is a World Cup podcast. Uh, at the top of the table is Jack from the Football Podcast on 7.5. A beatable score, but he did get some bloody good players, to be fair. Um, 
again, you instantly win if you get the Qatari Royal Flush. That's a <laughs> Qatar-based pack uh, in its entirety. Um, and also, if you do go top of the leaderboard, you will get a chance of stick or twist. If you stick, you'll stay with the pack you've got and you'll stay with the score. If you twist, you've got the chance to gamble and try and higher your score. Understood? Okay. Lovely stuff. So it's time to get Aaron on the leaderboard. Me and Harry done. You'll, you'll beat me and Harry, I think, because we've done yeah. absolutely awful. You say that, but we had to, we have had people be worse. Oh, I tell you what, and it's a bloody good start. To be fair, I'm not just saying that it is. Um, now you, you said Croatia haven't set the world alight, but you have got probably their best player of the tournament, Josko Vardiol. Vardiol, he's a really good defender. Really good. Really, good. he's probably probably kept them in it. Yeah. Great, great young player. I don't know, a big future. Is it enough to get me on high up on the leaderboard? Though? I don't think so. <laughs> well, it's, it's a start. It's a basis. Then we have World Cup winner Antoine Griezmann, one of the players of the tournament thus far. You said it yourself. That's not bad. That's all right. Not bad. It's, yeah. Not bad. I think um, if Jack from Footlog got you got like Axel Witzel and someone else. Uh, similar similar quality thus far, so you're in with a real chance. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> now we've only had we've only had one shiny before. I'm pleased to announce. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh! You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Aaron, do you remember what happened last time? Um, or the first time you're on, I think. I can't remember what happened. You you were the first, you and James. James. Were the first people to get two shinies of one pack. I've got two shinies again. You have the Mexico shiny. Oh. Which is good. You get points for shinies. We all know that. You have the whales shiny. Oh. Bring it on for the boys. And your last sticker, and I can't quite believe this. Go on. Is the Brazil shiny? Oh, no. I don't fucking believe it. Three uh, shinies in one pack. The Brazil nice. fan gets the Brazil shiny as well as two others. Not only that, but he's got Griezmann, a fucking legend and World I- Cup winner, and probably the best young player of the tournament, Vardiol, in the creation defense. That is the best pack we've seen. Three shinies, one pack, Brazil. World Cup winners five times. Wales, their first ever World Cup. Mexico, yeah. But Griezmann and Vardiol as well. well. That's as good as winning the World Cup yourself. If I had a trophy, I'd give it to you. I don't. Feels that way. There we go. <laughs> Three shinies, one pack. That's that's got to be. It's got to be a nine. Yeah, I've, I've it's nine, nine out of now. ten. You're well. I even, I, I even feel. I even feel that's a little bit low. Don't, don't 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 twist, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Just stick. Wait, we no Messi or Ronaldo though. That's yeah, no, well, no, no, we got we got to leave a bit of wiggle room for the Casario Royal Flush. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> but um, nine out of ten. That is that's mental. That's crazy. That that is mental. That's lovely. I mean, I, yeah, I'm sticking with that. I'm I'm very happy with that. I'd be. Yeah, no, I don't think. Fool, he, I think he might be quite safely at top there. I don't think it's been. I think I, I think I uh, heard the well, words twist there. Packs. Yeah, no, no. Not are you sure you? I'll ask one final time. Are you sure you're sticking? 
I'm definitely going to stick. Well, I can't believe that. Just to go through Vardy all for Croatia, I thought that was good. Griezmann. This, how do we get such bad pangs? We've got like Qatari oh, and Saudi every Arabian. Every pang so far has been pretty shocking, to be fair. Yeah, um, the Mexico shiny. Three shinies in one pack. All My gold God. as well in Brazil. That's, that is nuts, isn't it? Bloody hell. Well, there we, there we go. Top of the leaderboard at nine. That's going to take some fucking beating as well. There we go. Lovely stuff indeed. Well, that's the end of the podcast. What a way to end it as well. I can't believe, I can't believe, I'm, I'm stunned. Absolutely stunned. Can't believe we ended it like that. Thank you very much for joining me, everybody. We'll be next uh, rounding up the quarterfinals and our predictions for the semifinals in a couple of days' time. Uh, thank you very much for listening. But first of all, uh, Aaron from Talking Kit, where can people find you? And what have you got coming yeah, up? Yeah, uh, at Talking Kit or Talking Kit on YouTube, pretty much easy to find. Um, yeah, we do we do kits. We talk about kits. We like to talk about stuff around kits. That's pretty much all it is. The greatest kit-based content on the internet. That's all you need to know. Come check us out. Full Kit Rankers, Desert Island Kits, Get to Know, the free shows that we do. Come and say hello. Come and subscribe. Come and get involved. The boys have been on before. Um, and yeah, we'd like to see you there as well. Lovely stuff indeed. Well said, well said. Well, it's been a great episode. I think that might be the, one of the greatest uh, Panini What's in Your Paninis we've ever done. I, I couldn't believe that. It's Definitely obviously... this uh, series. Uh, well, 100%, 100% indeed. Well, we'll see what happens next time and uh, with another guest, of course, and uh, we'll see you guys next time as well. But until then, sayonara. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming We'll go on getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back. There's every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.